It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. And you still like me or you you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? (laughs) I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, Longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth. In America, once gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Well, good morning and uh, happy, you know, week after Easter to all of you. I hope you had a wonderful Easter Sunday uh, celebrating the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, It was a a wonderful day to celebrate. I know some of you are in parts of the country where you were not able to to be together. I've heard some reports about that. As a matter of fact, um, there are some churches who really uh, ran into some very big opposition to them meeting, and it happened internationally as well as here in the United States. I want to give you a couple of examples, and as I play these, I think the thing to do is to just reflect on what it means when government says you cannot meet and you cannot worship. Government in the Western world, in Western civilization, trust me, this is brand new. And so this happened in London in during a Mass, during Easter Mass, on Easter Sunday. Let's listen. So please explain us. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, gathering is unfortunately lawful, unlawful under the coronavirus regulations we have currently. You are not allowed to meet inside with this many people under law. At this moment in time, you need to go home failure to comply with this direction to leave and go to your home address ultimately could lead you to be fined £200 or if you fail to give your details to you being arrested. I suggest ladies and gentlemen, though it is quite a, it is Good Friday and I appreciate you would like to worship, that this gathering is unlawful, so please may you leave Alright, so that actually was on the platform the policeman took the mic of the priest and made that announcement to the congregation, threatening them if they did not disperse. You know, it reminded me a lot. Um, one of the things that I was able to do over Easter, I hope you were too, was to just read every single gospel, all four gospels, the account of uh, the last week or so of Jesus' life, his teaching, um, and also then his arrest and all the details of each of the gospels. And one of the things that this particular clip reminds me of is when Pilate said uh, to Jesus when during his trial with Pilate, who was the Roman ruler uh, over over the Jews at that time, and uh, he had to hear the he had to, Jesus had to be brought to him because the Jews could not exact a corporal punishment, capital punishment. They could only punish within their law, but they could not kill anyone. And so they needed Caesar, uh, they needed Pilate to do that for Caesar. That was Roman law. So he hears Jesus and he says, don't you want to defend yourself? Don't you know that I have the power of life and death? And Jesus looks at him and he said, you have no power over me. You have no power over me, except that you're just a given it by God and you're allowed to do this, but you have no power over over me. And uh, that's, I think, probably at the heart of what we have to remember 
the government has no power over what happens between followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. He ha- they have no power. Uh, when the left has talked, you know, incessantly for the last decades about the separation of church and state, uh, this is not part of our Constitution, but the principle is there. But the p- reason the principle was there was so that state did not control church, not that Christians had no influence in government. In, their, in this regard, there is a separation of church and state. State, get out of church. Get out. Get out. You have no authority in the, the body of Christ. And uh, there was a pastor in a Calgary church. His name is Arter Pawlowski. You'll hear an accent. He must be Polish. Uh, he's the head of Calgary's Street Church in Alberta, Canada. And they were having a service on Saturday in their church when several officers uh, of various stripes, uh, some from the health department, there were probably six or seven of them. Uh, you can see the video if you like. But uh, I want you to hear how this pastor responded to the police coming in, trying to stop their service. Let's listen. Please get out. Get out of this property. Immediately get out. Okay. Get out of this property immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out! Out! Out of this property! Immediately until you come back with the warrant. Out! 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 Out of this property! Immediately out! Immediately go out and don't come back. Don't, I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. Out of this property. Out of this property. Immediately out. I don't care what you have to say. Out! Out! Out of this property, you Nazis! Out! Out! Gestapo is not allowed here. Immediately, Gestapo is not allowed! Out! Do you understand English? Get out of this property. Go! So go! Go! And don't come back without a warrant. Out, Nazi. Out. Out. You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out. And don't come back without a warrant. Do not come back without a warrant. You understand that? You're not welcome here. Nazis are not welcome here. Gestapo is not welcome here. Do not come back, you Nazi psychopaths. Unbelievable, sick, evil people. Intimidating people in a church during the Passover. You Gestapo, Nazi, communist, fascists. Don't you dare coming back here. Can you imagine those psychopaths? Passover, the holiest Christian festival in a year. And they're coming to intimidate Christians during the holiest festival? Unbelievable. What is wrong with those sick psychopaths? It's beyond me. All right, that's Pastor Arthur Pawlowski of Calgary's Street Church in Alberta, Canada. Now, okay, I think, you know, it occurs to me as we listen to him that that is an example, since we've had this discussion and things do tie together, that is an example of a pastor who's not being nice He's not being nice 
to the police who are trying to shut down their Passover celebration, not being nice. He's calling them out. And by the way, as they left, uh, he didn't force them to leave. He didn't drive them out. He just kept, he did verbally. Uh, and he would not listen. And there was this, uh, the girl who was the person talking that we couldn't hear what she said uh, was the health officer. And of course, you know, she was pers- just the, reminded me very much of like the policeman we heard who uh, tr- arrested the couple, the husband of the couple that were wa- just out walking uh, in uh, Wales. Uh, they always have, an, they have a sort of a self-righteousness about them. And it really is wicked. It really is wicked. And this is why... Pastor uh, Pawlowski is, is a hero to me, honestly. The courage that he showed uh, and his steadfastness. And you know what he reminded me of? He reminded me again of Jesus driving out the money changers from the temple. My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And this is a challenge to those of you who are just Christians, you're not in ministry as such, although we all have a ministry if we are followers of Jesus, but pastors especially, there is a righteous indignation that should wash over you in the face of what's happening. A righteous indignation which should fuel some really not niceness, some fight back, some declaration of truth, which is going to make it hard for you personally. This pastor is probably going to be in big trouble. I'm just guessing he's going to be in big trouble for what he did. Uh, but um, um, I, I just wanted to share that with you. I have a few, oh, so many things I liked. I wanted to share this. I want to recommend a movie. I know it's past Easter, but uh, my husband and I, Bruce and I, had watched a movie several years ago when it first came out. Uh, it was uh, produced by Roma Downey and um, her partner, Mark, I think. I can't think of his last name. But it's called. It's the best movie about Jesus that I've ever seen. It moved me when I first saw it. It just pulled me in and ministered to me. And we watched it again on Sunday evening, and it did the same thing. And it's called Son of God. So some of you have asked me an email to let you like to know what I watch sometimes. Well, that's one thing that I would recommend, Son of God. One of the reasons I love it so much is that it puts things in context. It's told through the eyes of John the Apostle. He's the only one living still. He's in exile on Patmos. And it's like his book that he wrote, John, it gives perspective. And uh, even though there may be some things, you'll watch it and you'll say, well, that didn't happen there, or he didn't say it quite like that. Uh, the way they portray the meaning of what Jesus taught is just beautiful and refreshing. And Jesus is an approachable, not a standoff character who talks to everyone like this. He is an approachable and yet divine character. Uh, it is uh, a son of God. And so just to remind you of... Uh, of who it is we serve and how he transcends all that we are experiencing. They have no power over the Holy Spirit in us. The left has no power, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, all the minions. They have no power. They have no power. Oh, they may exercise some earthly control and they may beat us up a bit. Uh, They may cause us a lot of grief but they have no real power. And that reminds me of someone who doesn't get it, and that is uh, Senator Raphael Warnock, who's the uh, newly elected 
senator from Georgia who was the pastor of what New Ebenezer Baptist Church, I believe. I'm not sure it's Atlanta, it's somewhere in Georgia. And this is what he tweeted on Easter Sunday. You ready? The meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Whether you are a Christian or not, through a commitment to helping others, we are to save ourselves. Well, now, let's just say uh, that's blasphemy. It is absolutely unbiblical. It is a lie from the pit of hell. You cannot save yourselves. That is the point of Easter. Jesus, God's Son, gave his life because you couldn't do it yourself. If you could do it yourself, God would not have allowed his son to be brutally killed. And because you could not save yourself, he made that sacrifice, the ultimate lamb of God. So uh, that is a life in the pit of hell from Pastor Raphael Warnock. And I know, you know, it's amazing. Uh, You know, uh, look, he's black. Uh, We have black apostates. We have white apostates. As I've said and will say many, many more times before we are done at this microphone with you, uh, that evil and wickedness is not color. It has no color choice. It reigns in people because people have the same wicked um, human nature. And so uh, so that's what he said over the weekend. I thought I would share that with you. Uh, President Biden is really thrilled that the, um, um, the uh, Major League Baseball is leaving uh, Georgia and is going to have the All-Star Game in Colorado. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But I just, I, I had to laugh when I read this article. I'm sorry. I, I told you, I laugh when I just, this is amusing to me. Maybe righteous anger is the opposite of righteous laughter. <laughs> oh, but YouTube has uh, deleted about uh, two and a half million dislikes from videos on the official White House channel of President Joe Biden. Uh, they've actually figured out how, they haven't, re, they haven't taken away any likes, but they have taken away two and a half million dislikes from White House videos. There's more detail in that story, but I just think that's funny because they have to control it. It's such lies and falderall, shall we say, that people are picking up on it and they're not having it because truth is powerful. People are discerning, and that's one hope, humanly, I think we can have that we can turn things around. Well, stay tuned, because we're going to talk about that Georgia deal and Coca-Cola and Delta Airlines and all the repercussions when we return. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. It's time for God's people to stand on His Word when it comes to marriage and family. We can't give up ground. AFA presents the 2021 Marriage Family Life Conference, June 24th through the 26th, designed to prepare believers to defend biblical truth. With Israel Wayne. I believe that God's desire was that He wanted to have a people who were set apart for His name. Ryan and Bethany Baumberger. A government-funded entity that disproportionately kills black lives. That's systemic racism. And Miki Addison. There is a protection that is afforded these family structures as a result of the intactness of their family. And it has generational effects. The 2021 Marriage Family Life Conference, June 24th through the 26th at Hope Church in Tupelo. Family is part of the name, so a special youth apologetics track is included. Find out more and register at marriagefamilylife.net. 
The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Virginia teachers, take the lead in education with up to 64% off your graduate degree at Liberty University. This year has forced you to innovate, adapt, overcome, and you've not only risen to the challenge, you've crushed it. Now help education emerge from this crisis stronger than ever with your MAT or MED degree. Our transfer-friendly degree programs are 100% online and start as low as $282 per credit hour. It's our thanks for all you do for our future. To learn more, text TEACHER to 49595. That's TEACHER to 49595. Beth Moore, the well-known Never Trump Bible teacher, is under fire for attacking Governor Mike Huckabee. Huckabee had posted a tweet pointing out the hypocrisy of Major League Baseball, Nike, Delta, and Coca-Cola. All four businesses have literally turned a blind eye to the genocide in China, the genocide they're committing against religious minorities. Meanwhile, those same businesses have declared war on President Trump, Christians, conservatives, anyone who cherishes free and fair elections. So the governor decided to borrow a page from the leftist and said he decided to identify as Chinese. That way, he would be loved by Delta, Nike, and baseball. Mrs. Moore, who is a notorious never-Trumper, condemned the governor, said his opinion is entirely antithetical to the gospel. Well, calling out hypocrisy is not antithetical to the gospel, Mrs. Moore, and neither is making a political point by sharing a joke. The only thing worse than a woke-never-Trumper is a woke-never-Trumper without a sense of humor. I'm Todd Stearns. Sandy Rios in the Morning on American Family Radio. I think today's professional athletes are acting incredibly responsibly. I would strongly support them doing that. People look to them, they're leaders. Look at what's happened with the NBA as well. Look at what's happened across the board. The very people who are victimized the most are the people who are the leaders in these, in these various sports. And it's just not right. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia and 40 other states. Steroids, says your president, Joe Biden. It's Jim Crow on steroids. And, of course, helping him along with that narrative, Jim Crow, of course, was the separation, the mistreatment of blacks in, in the South, the separation, separate, uh, all kinds of bad treatment. It's, it's a word that's used to represent a character. So CNN, you know, did their part, and they sort of fleshed this out a little bit, and they did a report to help you understand why Georgia's voter ID law was Jim Crow. Let's listen. Clip 14. Jim Crow is making a comeback. The fictional black-faced character for minstrel shows who came to symbolize second-class citizenship for millions of Americans. Every time I wheel 
about a jump Jim Crow. Jim Crow is also the name used to describe unequal racial segregation rules that banned black people from eating at white-owned restaurants, staying in white-owned hotels, and fully participating in the election process. Now, as hundreds of new proposals to scale back voter participation in elections make their way through state legislatures, the parallels with the past are inescapable. Okay, so we got the president of the United States, and then we have CNN doing this. In case black voters, in case you didn't know about it, we want to show you how awful this is. So we use music and visuals and take you back and label this as Jim Crow because we want you to be upset because you have to help us stop this. As CBS did their part, too, they wrote a headline on one of their tweets, three ways companies can help fight Georgia's restrictive new voting law. And they actually, CBS, in a news story, actually laid out three things that people can do to stop this. Uh, they talked about, let's see, what are the three things? Uh, don't donate to the two politicians in Georgia who sponsored the voting uh, bill that they passed. Uh, also, uh, call upon corporations like Delta and Coca-Cola and UPS to to spread awareness so that similar bills are not passed in states like Texas and Arizona. And then uh, the last one is um, uh, ask corporations to fight for federal law, which <laughs> enshrines, you know, the For the People Act, H.R. 1 and S.R. 1. Well, that's a long introduction to my next guest. Jenny Bethis Martin is the founder of Tea Party Patriots. Uh, she is from Georgia, and uh, I always trust Jenny. She's got a, she's has a, she has her finger on the pulse of what's happening in the country, but certainly in her home state. Jenny, thanks for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Sandy. All right, so just a, a thumbnail sketch, if you will, on what the Voter Rights Act passed in Georgia just, a, what, a week ago uh, actually does. Um, well, it does things, Sandy, to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat. For instance, um, it now mandates election drop boxes for absentee ballots in every county in the state. There were around 49, I may be a little bit off, there are over 40, fewer than 50, I believe, counties in our state. We have a lot of counties in Georgia um, that did not have absentee drop boxes during the previous election cycle. And before 2020, we never had absentee ballot drop boxes. So now they're mandated throughout the entire state. Um, With that mandate to ensure that they are everywhere. They have to be either inside a building or brought inside a building inside the election offices um, after hours so that they cannot be tampered with so that throughout the day there's somebody who is available to watch the ballot boxes and then at the night in nighttime there's a little bit more security on those those ballots. Um, it it forces us to have Sunday voting. And on the left side of the aisle, they talked about how they wanted they wanted voting on Sundays because oftentimes there is a program, especially um, in black churches, called Souls to the Polls, and they want to be able to, to take, take voters from church and have them go vote in an absentee or an early voting session on Sundays. Well, prior to 2020, I don't think that we even allowed Sunday voting, or maybe the law was silent on it and unclear, so people were not sure whether you could or could not have Sunday voting. Now, not only can you have it, it is required to have it. 
so there are things that are in in the law that that expand access and make it um, easier to vote. There are other things in the law that build these safeguards to make it more difficult to cheat. One of the things that I think is very important is that you have to have some sort of voter ID, even with an absentee ballot. And they're trying very hard to make that as simple of a process as possible. If you cannot afford, for some reason, to have a driver's license, then you can get a voter ID card, and it does not cost anything at all to get a voter ID card in the state of Georgia. You can get that for free. So um, I think that there's a lot of hype. Probably a lot of exaggeration, a lot of fear mongering going on without looking at what is actually in in the bill that was passed into law. Well, Jenny, and, Beth- you know, I, I want to say one other thing. I know I'm talking a lot. One amazing thing about this is there were many bills that were introduced, but they worked across the aisle to get a bill that would be good for all Georgians, not just for Republicans. Interestingly enough, uh, you said uh, exaggerations or whatever, but even the Washington Post called what uh, Joe Biden said an outright lie. He gave him four Pinocchios for calling this Jim Crow. And so then he, you know, furthered the lies because it is lies. And I'll have you explain that. This is what our commander in chief, the one that we did not elect, Jenny Beth, who we feel is uh, illegitimately called the president. But this is what he said about your voter law in addition to the Jim Crow. Let's listen to clip 10. What I'm worried about is how un-American this whole initiative is. It's sick. It's sick. Deciding in some states that you cannot bring water to people standing in line waiting to vote. Deciding that you're going to end voting at 5 o'clock when working people are just getting off work. All right, Jenny. Let's spend a lot of time on that, but quickly respond, and then we'll get on to the meat of this. It's just not true. You can bring, poll workers can bring water out to people who are standing in line. What you're not allowed to do is within 150 feet of the place where you are voting, you're not allowed to take water bottles with campaign stickers on them or have people with campaign T-shirts handing out water bottles. You cannot electioneer near the polling location. That is nothing new. But now you, they definitely are making sure that you can can have water, and they make that very clear in the law now. He just, even the Washington Post said that he um, was not telling the truth, and they gave him four Pinocchios. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, so obviously we've established pretty well that this, what he's saying and what others are saying and CNN is saying and CBS is saying is just not true. But in spite of that, uh, Major League Baseball, the last bastion, my husband would say, uh, it's like a gut punch, has decided to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta because of this horrible Jim Crow decision. So let's talk about um, how that came to be, Jenny Beth. How would the Major, Major League Baseball do such a thing? They're, they're like the sport of the people, aren't they? Well, they're the sport of the people for, for sure, and baseball is huge, huge in Georgia. Um, but I think that this is... This is completely predictable, and it is a natural extension of what Stacey Abrams' group, the New Georgia Project, and Black Lives Matter have been doing since at least March in the state of Georgia. They were sending text messages to Georgia voters listing 
the uh, urging people to click through on a link to send an email to the CEOs and chairmen, uh, chairman of the board and presidents of Delta Airlines, the Home Depot, um, Georgia Power, I think, and Affleck, a few Georgia-based companies, UPS. So they, they're sending that up. Then they took out a full-page ad in the Atlanta Journal and Constitution and listed those people's phone numbers and their business email addresses. So they listed the, I'm sure that those people, it's a business email and all of a sudden it is flooded with people from around Georgia and around the country urging them to to make certain statements. And sure enough, the day after they put the ad out, there were statements from these different corporations. Well, you start to unleash that kind of anger towards corporations and Someone is going to say, now, wait a minute, the All-Star Game is here. We need to, to prevent the All-Star Game from going to Georgia. And now, this week, Stacey Abrams has even said, oh, well, I never wanted that to happen. I'm not quoting her exactly. So she's complaining about the law, and she wants there to be pressure on corporations. She just didn't want the, the All-Star Game to be gone from Georgia. Well, you can't expect that you... Set an example that that's the kind of pressure that you're putting on corporations and not expect other things to happen and for there to be consequences that have significant economic impact and real-life harms to the people who are expecting those jobs to be here in the summer. Yeah, let's talk about that because, um, well, for one thing, I know there are a lot of black-owned businesses. But after all, Atlanta is 51% black. And so this will have a terrible effect on the black community as well as the white community, which we could also mention. Uh, and then uh, the Major League Baseball has moved this all-star game to Denver, which is 76% white. If, if you're looking at things from color, which I don't like to do, but we, we're forced to sometimes, it really is a backwards – it's like a – it was the wrong outcome. You're right, uh, Jenny Beth. Explain if you can. I know you can. More in more detail, what kind of harm it's going to do to Atlanta economically? Well, the the game is is expected to was expected to bring in a hundred million dollars worth of business, and for such a short period of time, that is a a lot of money to come into the state. And there would be people who are selling t shirts and food and and hotels and restaurants and and parties and whatever else goes on around a big sporting event like that. So the people in uh, the people who do airport shuttles and and limos and and things from the airport, those people have been especially especially hurt. Uber drivers, they were going to have more business because of all of this, and now and now they they that is just gone. Poof, all of that business will be gone. And then on top of that, you've angered conservatives who now want to boycott. Major League Baseball games, which again will have a, an economic impact not just on the Major League Baseball, but on all of the services industries around it. So it, it's just, it is harmful all around. Businesses need to, and we as Americans need to expect businesses to go back to business. That means make your widget, sell your widget, create your service, sell your service. And we as activists and individuals put pressure on the elected officials to do the job of elected officials, which is the legislating. If we don't like the way that they legislate, we hold them accountable at the ballot box. And while they are in the legislature, legislative chambers around the country and in D.C., we put pressure on them and make sure they know how we want them to vote. That's how we need to be operating, not um, 
government and the president of the United States encouraging boycotts and pulling out businesses in one city to take it to another and picking winners and losers. That's just simply not right. No, it isn't. And what we're to, what we're seeing also, Jenny Beth, is this shift uh, in, in many areas of government not taking a stand, not doing the hard thing, but corporations and social media companies uh, allowed to actually rule in our lives. And I think that's what we're seeing in this uh, situation. I want to point also to these other two companies that have made headlines uh, who have made decisions. Coke is based in Georgia. And this kills me because I'm a Diet Coke uh, addict. Uh, but I want people to hear what James Quincy, who is the CEO of Coke, had to say. Well, let's hear clip 12. Let me be crystal clear and unequivocal. Uh, this legislation is unacceptable. Uh, it is a step backwards, uh, and it does not uh, promote uh, principles we have stood for in Georgia uh, around broad access to voting, around voter convenience, uh, about ensuring it, uh, election uh, integrity. And this is, this is, frankly, just a step backwards. So James Quincy, who has a strange accent, which I can't quite figure out, some Australian and also a little bit like uh, Scandinavian, so I'm not sure where he's from, but he, he's telling us that, see, that, that uh, Coke has, you know, he has a longstanding interest in f- fair voting in Georgia, but I don't think so. Anyway, just your comments on Coke and what they've done, Jenny, Beth. Well, here's the thing. Um, I, I just want to say to them, to the Home Depot, to Delta Airlines, to all of them, to the Major League Baseball, are you kidding me? Could you not be any more hypocritical? If I wanted to go into the headquarters of Coca-Cola or the Home Depot, and I used to work at Home Depot, I know, I know how this goes. In, in any business in headquarters in this country, I guarantee you, you walk in, there's someone at the gatekeeper at the lobby. If I want to just hop on the elevators and go right on up, they're going to make me show my ID. I'm going to have to have an appointment. That's just for a meeting. Don't don't sit there and say that because we want to make Hold sure the break, you guys. that our yeah, it just it's so hip, hypocritical. hypocritical. It is. It is, and it's just. And did you say? Did you say Home Depot has jumped in on this also? Um, they put a statement out after that full page ad um, saying that they stand for something about the importance of voting rights. I stand for the importance of voting rights. Voting is one of the most sacred rights that we have as citizens. And I think that it is so important that we protect it. And also that ballot, the ballot is a product of us exercising the, the right to vote. And we need to make sure that we safeguard and protect the ballot. Yes, I want to play one more clip because I want people to know the, who the bad actors are. This is Delta. This is their CEO, and this is his statement about the voting law in Georgia. Let's listen. This is about protecting the voices of our people. When I, when I speak to our people, particularly within the black community, we're here in Atlanta. We've got a very, very large black employee base. Almost universally, they are hurt by the, the law and the legislation that was enacted, and we need to make certain their voices are heard. We spent a lot of time in the last year reaching out to those most vulnerable and telling them that we hear them, that we see them, that their voices matter. And if we can't stand with them now, when will we? Wow. That, now, I have to respond to that. That is just so condescending. That just drips with condescension, as though black voters can't figure out 
Jenny Beth, they're figuring out, Stacey Abrams and others, uh, the Delta employees are going to suffer from this. I would imagine some people might actually fly in for this all-star game, but it's not going to happen. So, okay, those are my comments. What are your comments about Delta? Yeah, I think the exact same thing. Now, I'm in a really tricky situation. It's not a in Atlanta, there are not a lot of airline options um, and certainly not ones that are convenient. So the calls to boycott are, are not, that's not a bandwagon that I'm, I'm hopping on, on top of because I want to be honest about actions that I can take. But this just, it's, it is doing the exact opposite of what Dr. Martin Luther King wanted us to do. We are talking about people grouping them together based on the color of their, their skin, not on the content of their character. And we are, if we are not careful, I'm very concerned we're going to wind up moving towards a more segregated society rather than an integrated society when we become so comfortable grouping people together just based on the color of their skin and then saying things like a certain group of people implying that a certain group of people, because of the color of their skin, are not able to go do things like get a voter ID um, and basic things that are needed to function in in our society for whatever reasons they, these people are putting putting on them. I don't even understand it. I, I it makes no sense to me. It, I I just simply don't understand it. I know that people, regardless of their skin color, understand how to go either get a driver's license or get an ID card so that they can vote, and they want their ballot protected. Most people want to know that someone else is not coming in and cheating their 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 vote and discounting their vote. Yep. Let's talk about the remedy because there is uh, there are some things that are being done. I'm glad to see the response. Honestly, uh, in uh, Georgia, there are some Republicans who are demanding Coke products be banned from their offices, and so that some so that's that's good. I mean, I don't care even if it's a small group. It says it's a statement. It's a a fight. And uh, so, and then, and uh, nationally, Congressman Jeff Duncan from South Carolina uh, is working on a bill uh, that he's going to propose to remove Major League Baseball's antitrust law exemption. I don't think we have time to explain all of that, except it keeps them from having competition. And the government can certainly remove that from them, and there can be competition for uh, MLB if they, if this thing passes. And in the Senate, Senator Lee and uh, Ted Cruz and others are doing the same thing. Your comments about that, Jenny? Um, I, I think it's a very complicated issue. Like you just said, it's very difficult for us to, to explain. And, um, so, and also, I don't know whether they should have this antitrust exemption or not. I wasn't even aware that it existed before now. One thing that I, I do think where I may be disagreeing with some of the people listening and even these two senators who I admire and respect greatly um, is that I, I want to make sure that the decisions and the actions that we're taking, especially when it involves government, are decisions that are based on the merit of, of whatever the argument is, and it does, it's not revenge. I mean, revenge is what we're dealing with right now with the loss of the All-Star game in, in Georgia, and I, I don't think you go, oh, well, I don't like the way government acted there, and business is acted, so now we're going to make government and business act. I think that becomes very dangerous for our country. Yeah. Well, President Trump is but going for... But I'm also for, taking the Coke products out of the congressman's offices. Yeah. I think they should be doing that. Yeah, well, and I may have to take Coke out of my refrigerator, but then I have to go to Pepsi, which is just as bad on other things. So it's 
It's really hard. I, uh, President Trump is calling for a boycott, certainly of Major League Baseball. I think a lot of fans are going to be boycotting because it is, uh, it's just unconscionable what they have done. They have contributed to a lie, and they are hurting our country by doing that. Jenny Beth Martin, uh, founder of Tea Party Patriots. Thank you, Jenny Beth. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The American Family Association's mission is to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. Our goal is to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training. Here's another of our core values. We believe that our ministry, as well as everything in the heavens and on earth, belongs to God, and our role is that of a trusted manager. Thank you for standing with AFA as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. Since the corona quarantine started, suicide, alcoholism, and drug abuse have increased. People are lonely and hurting. And the most extensive study of its kind, a study from Harvard University, offers hope for people in despair. They found frequent attendance at religious services dramatically reduces deaths from suicide, alcohol, and drugs. Including God in our lives offers the strength and peace we all desperately need. Why not give Jesus a try? You'll be glad you did. I'm Pastor John Miller. Visit me at churchontherock.org. David. The son of Jesse, just an ordinary giant slayer. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. David's battle with Goliath is an epic drama where the little boy stands in God's power to conquer the Philistine giant. David didn't awaken that morning expecting to slay a giant. He didn't stroll in with an entourage after a rugged mountain range training camp like Rocky and Rocky IV. He was just a regular kid bringing his brother's lunch, but fully confident in God's immeasurable power. Though he saw Goliath, David never acknowledged him as a giant, saying, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who dared defy the Lord of hosts? When regular people are fully persuaded, fully confident in God's power, giants fall. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Brian Fisher here with the Life and Liberty Minute. The purpose of the Constitution was to spell out the inalienable rights that have been given to us by God, which no government and no human authority has the moral right to take away. Among these is the right to keep and bear arms. This is not a right that belongs to the states nor to the militia. No, it is a right of the people to bear arms in their own defense. The federal government can't take it away, and no state government can take it away, because it is a bedrock right that belongs to the people themselves. The only permit Americans need to bear arms is the Constitution itself. Iowa this week became the 22nd state in the Union to recognize this, allowing its citizens to buy and carry handguns with no permit required. An armed society is a polite society. Iowa is safer and more polite than it was a week ago. Catch Brian Fisher on Focal Point, weekday afternoons at 105 Central on American Family Radio. This is Frank Gaffney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Democrats in Washington and their partisans in the media and corporate headquarters are relentlessly attacking legislation recently enacted for the purpose of restoring election integrity in Georgia. They insist it would suppress minority votes. That's manifestly not true, but the lie is nonetheless being pushed in the service of suppressing something else, namely free and fair elections nationwide. Specifically, in coming days, the U.S. Senate is expected to act on S-1, 
federal legislation that would impose throughout our union fraud inviting rules like those that led to contested election results not only in Georgia's presidential race, but in five other swing states as well. Senator Mitch McConnell and every one of his Republican colleagues must withstand the sorts of vicious criticism now being directed at patriotic Americans in Georgia to assure that all of our votes are not suppressed from now on. This is Frank Gaffney. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Facebook or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. I doubt that the federal government will be the main mover of a vaccine passport concept. They may be involved in making sure things are done fairly and equitably, but I doubt if the federal government is going to be the leading element of that. I do believe that there will be individual entities that will do that. There may be theaters that say you don't get in unless you have proof of vaccination. There may be colleges or, or, or other educational institutions that do that. I'm not saying they should or that they would, but I'm saying you could foresee how an independent entity might say, well, we can't be dealing with you unless we know you're vaccinated, but it's not going to be mandated from the federal government. Well, I feel better knowing that, Dr. Fauci. You know, it'll just be mandated by airlines, uh, theaters, uh, college admission, uh, going to school, uh, but the federal government won't be doing it, right, Dr. Fauci? And uh, he's so coy about the federal government not doing it. <laughs> Trust me, the Biden administration has been organizing meetings to make a passport uh, to expedite it. They, Oh, no, they're not going to do it through, you know, the legislature because they couldn't. It's very controversial. So this is a really cool way for them to get it done. They're just going to have, you know, like these major corporations force you to have a vaccine in order to live or do business or go to school, or travel. Yeah, they'll just let them do that. But the government, oh, no, we're not going to do that. He's so high-minded and concerned about freedom, right? No, not really. In fact, I think Dr. Leanna Wynn, who is a CNN uh, analyst, she's a medical doctor, uh, and she really lays it out. I think she really pulls back the curtain on what the thinking is here uh, of coercion. Let's listen. But I think that there are many more people, millions of people who, for whatever reason, have concerns about the vaccine, who just don't know what's in it for them. And we need to make it clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100 percent. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status, because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot? going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have, because otherwise people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway. And I fear a situation of coming into the fall where we never reach herd immunity. And then we get hit by the next surge of, of, of COVID-19 in the fall, something that we could have prevented if we just got people vaccinated. Now. Okay, so two things. 
uh, she said, we need to hurry because people are opening up and these states are opening up and people are not going to be incentivized. And we've got to hurry if we're going to, you know, make them take the vaccine. If we're going to, you know, in, make sure that they take it, we've got to, we can't let them have their freedoms before they've taken that. We can't, we'll lose our control. We can't. Yeah. Then she goes on to say that it's because she's worried about an outbreak. And that's, as uh, Rand Paul said in his exchange with Dr. Fauci, that is mere speculation. That is mere speculation. And based on the numbers of what we're seeing, it looks as though the United States is reaching a, a really high percentage of herd immunity. I doubt there there are some people in the con- in the country who haven't been exposed, but probably not that many, uh, proportionately. And so, uh, but they have to hurry before that that happens because to make sure that you get that vaccine. And she's right. You know, Texas Rangers actually had a game, the full capacity crowd on opening day. And of course, Joe Biden wrote weighed in and he said, uh, "Well, that's a decision they made. I think it's a mistake." Uh, they should listen to Dr. Fauci and the scientists and the experts. That's what your president, Joe Biden, had to say about that. But uh, Dr. Wen and others are worried that you're going to taste too much freedom and that we won't be able to make you or incentivize you feeling so that you don't feel coerced. You won't feel coerced to take that shot. And that's that. We can't have that. We can't have that. And so uh, one of the persons that's sort of in the eye of the storm when it comes to the vaccine is Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, because he says he's been very clear that he's not going to tolerate people in this state uh, for being forced to take the vaccine, uh, and he's not having it with the vaccine passports. And so, uh, for all the other reasons, the fact that he's been so open about and honest about uh, COVID and it's the truth about it, and refusing to really shut down the state like other states have shut down, uh, we knew it was coming. We knew that they would. Um, it's going to be a an all-out assault against him. This is actually mild compared to what I think is coming his way. That's my personal opinion. But CBS 60 Minutes uh, did a whole hit piece on Ron DeSantis and shamed him uh, for, among other things, prioritizing seniors in the vaccine rollout. And so let's just listen to a bit of it. CBS uh, 60 Minutes, that trusted news source, coming after Ron DeSantis. Let's listen. Distributing vaccines is lucrative. Under federal guidelines, Publix, like any other private company, can charge Medicare $40 a shot to administer the vaccine. We wanted to ask Governor DeSantis about the deal, but he declined our request for an interview. We caught up with him south of Orlando. Publix, as you know, donated $100,000 to your campaign, and then you rewarded them with the exclusive rights to distribute the vaccination in so Palm Beach. So first of Beach. all, that, what you're saying is wrong. How, how is that not paid to that, play? That's a fake narrative. I met with the county mayor. I met with the administrator. I met with all the folks at Palm Beach County, and I said, here's some of the options. We can do more drive through sites. We can give more to hospitals. We can do the Publix. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. But Melissa McKinley, the county commissioner in the Glades, told us the governor never met with her about the public's deal. The criticism is that it's pay to play, Governor. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative and you don't care about the facts because obviously I laid it out for you in a way that is irrefutable. And so it's clearly not. Isn't there the nearest public to the Glades is 30 miles away? That's actually a fact. A federal complaint raises other questions about the governor's vaccine distribution decisions and alleges Governor DeSantis was discriminating when he handpicked communities for pop-up sites across the state. So they go on. What they're making the point is they're saying that uh, they're saying Ron DeSantis chose Publix to distribute the vaccine because they donated to his campaign. It's pay for play. Clear as that. 
And then also he prioritized seniors over healthcare workers. How dare he do that? Okay, so the problem was that they, of course, did not play everything that Ron DeSantis said. And I thought it was interesting, even the short clip they played of him, he did a pretty good job, didn't he? I mean, even if you were uh, a person inclined not to like him, that clip didn't really sell me on not liking him as uh, carefully as they edited it. But what, what, what did he say? What else did he say? He said, uh, first of all, the pharmacies that had the vaccine were CVS and Walgreens, and they had a long-term care mission. So in other words, they were going into long-term care facilities. That was what their priority was. So they were going to the long-term care facilities. They got the vaccine in the middle of December. They started going to the long-term care facilities the third week in December to do long-term cares. Um, so that was their mission, and that was very important, and we trusted them to do that. As we got it into January, we wanted to expand the distribution points. So yes, you had the counties, you had some drive through sites, you had hospitals that were doing a lot, but we wanted to get it into communities more. So we reached out to other retail pharmacies, Publix, Walmart. Obviously, CVS and Walgreens had to finish the mission that they were on, and we said, we're going to use you as soon as you're done with that. And then they went to Publix to say, that, then they, he went on to say that Publix was the first one to raise their hand to say they were ready to distribute the vaccine. It rolled out the vaccine on a trial basis in three counties, which was met with 100% positive feedback from seniors. And so that, there's a lot more to what he had to say, but they, they, left, they left that completely out and said that he handpicked Publix and chose them above all the others, which is an absolutely false it's just false. In fact, Florida Democrats are actually defending him. Um, let me just read this one. This is of the, the mayor of Palm Beach because they hit Palm Beach County, saying that he was uh, DeSantis had chose them be, chosen them because they were wealthy. Uh, but Palm Beach County Mayor Dave Kramer Kerner, who's a Democrat, accused CBS 60 Minutes of intentionally false reporting for suggesting that Ron DeSantis gave grocery store chain public preferable treatment to offer. Uh, He goes on to say the reporting was just based on bad information. It was intentionally false. I know because I offered to provide my insight into Palm Beach County's vaccination efforts and 60 Minutes declined. They know that the governor came to Palm Beach County and met with me and the county administrator, and we asked to expand the state's partnership with Publix to Palm Beach County. So they did not even interview the Florida mayor. They refused to because it didn't fit their narrative. Okay, so that's the news on this Tuesday. (gasps) Go take a break and then, uh, you know, do your life and be faithful and remember that God is in control. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.